You can't say it now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of the How You See Things podcast. Um, Dana and I were having a heart-to-heart moment yeah. about like the contents that we give you guys. Um, you know, it's we decided it's to, yeah, no, we decided to um, be a bit more forthright with our opinions. You know, within the within reasonable, in your bounds, respectable um, boundaries. I, yeah. I don't know if Dan, you know, would want to continue from where from where we left off. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'll pass to him now. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, no, it's um, no, it's interesting because you know we're here to to say how we see things. We have a menu, an assortment. I think we'll get to it later in the episode. Yeah. Let's get you guys all warmed up first, gals and gals, obviously. Um, and I think um, there's been a lot in the news. Falling presidents. Um, I hope um. President Biden is all right after the the stage four um, at the was it the Air Force or the Navy? Um, yeah, I mean Biden. I, I don't know how helpful or unhelpful it was to Biden to fall like that. Um, yeah, but it had been briefed. It's been briefing that there was a scare that he was going to do that in public, which I thought was interesting. You know I mean, he's an old man. And yeah, he's quite obviously an old man. I think my personal feelings about Biden is that he's making a mistake by running again. Uh, Whether or not Trump is his opposition. If Trump is the opposition, I think he wins. If he's not Trump, he's going to definitely lose, regardless of who the Republican is. Um, well, the only other option is uh, <laughs> Mr. DeSantis. DeSantis. I don't know if DeSantis is the only other option, but like, he's an option well, for point, Republicans yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, even at this point, like, I don't know if he's the only other option. There's still a lot of time for things to happen. Yeah. Um, but Biden, yeah, Biden looks like an old man. Like if you listen to him talk, like I mean, like he's still he's still, he's still like, coherent compared yeah, still to has... I started off with Biden, you know, on a slightly kind of you know easier thing because I want to talk about another old man as well. Lovely. Um, in the person of the recently INEC um, inaugurated president um, of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Um, Bola Ahmed Tulumbo, who there was a couple of worrying clips, I think, from the inauguration. Um, his exact age, I'm not sure of. Um, I think maybe Google has it somewhere in the late, mm. mid to late 70s, something like that. Um, he certainly seems to have aged a lot in, since 2015, even when he was kind of so, you know, virile and up and about for the APC movement. Um, he was definitely a lot more energetic, um, and that was eight short years ago. And um, he seems to have aged quite a bit. Um, seemed to stumble a couple of mm. times. Um, there was an infamous signature moment with his hand and, and you know, his wife assisting. Again, you know, let's not be, I mean, this, this, this let's not be ageist, like... but I think... That particular country requires someone who has strength and energy. I, I, I think I can probably say that within this particular context, I am ages. I, I think Tinubu is too old. Among other reasons, I think Tinubu is too old to be the president of um, Nigeria. Yeah. I think this is the fulfillment of a lifelong dream for him. And, you know, like a lot of this is about that. It's about him, an old man, finally getting to sit on the big chair. And there are a lot of people around him who are literally like salivating 
at what they're about to, you know, get their hands on. He has made a few appointments already. Um, uh-huh. I think he appointed the former speaker of the House of Reps, Femi Bajambianila. Yes, Femi Bajambianila. Yeah. I think as, he was a senator, wasn't he? Senator. Um, as, um, you know, his chief of staff. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think he had, like, some governors in... Like for some meeting, like Wiki, somebody else, and somebody else. Um, like you know, there was the whole brouhaha with the EFCC office in Lagos that was taken <laughs> over by the DSS, and then Tinubu was like, "Stop! Don't take over Stop. the DSS, the EFCC office in my in my state. Don't you dare!" Um, yeah, I mean, like there's there's stuff going on. You know, he he apparently misspoke at the you know at his speech when he said subsidy was going to be lifted and you had them scrambling around like to assure everyone um, that subsidy would not be lifted. Interesting. Um, that's something that like we're gonna um, we're gonna touch on. Mm. Yeah, so I mean like he's 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 come crashing into you know the whole thing. The the court case is still going on. Um there Yeah that are, seems to be interesting. That seems to some of the LPs Labour Parties Evidence seems to have been admitted. I mean, it's too... Evidence admitted that there's a battle both in the courts and yeah. on the pages of, like, newspapers. So, like, you know, a lot of people are talking about how the media or mainstream media in Nigeria is representing the outcome of the case. So there will be some procedural thing that would happen. Oh. Maybe the judge said the LP lawyer should go and get something. And on the newspaper, they'll write it like, oh, judge... Tells LP lawyer that he's a big fool and he doesn't oh, know what he's doing, and they laugh them out of court or something silly like that. Like the headlines are kind of like in you know, a salacious in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah. It seems like media is in the bag. Seems a bit of a pantomime, to be honest. And I think we'll just have to see how that plays out. I mean, Peter B has put a lot of his all his eggs in that basket, really. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, I think if we talk, um, circle back to kind of. I mean, like, you know, let's Peter B. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I like the fact that my president is sitting down inside courtroom listening to, listening to. I found this. that my lord, I think my lord. the first day, yeah, or like significant points, maybe the first time your evidence is read in, maybe the opening day, the date, like you know, there's a you can make it special. So you're there maybe three times over the course of the mm. whole procedure i think the daily attendance smacks somewhat especially the, the day after the inauguration i thought obviously you know i haven't heard him speak on a number of social media spaces and you know people tell him talk to him a lot about kind of you know he's in fairly good shape for his age um he's part of his routine though. but he he does a lot of work and i think you do need to rest and i feel like some of the strain might be kind of telling on him in terms of his, just his appearance of, you know, his kind of, you know, you know, you can, when you look tired, maybe sort of. Um, And again, that may not be the case. You know, I've not, I don't live with him. I don't see him on a daily basis. I mean, he probably gets tired, you know, he's a busy man. Exactly. I I, I just think, you know, you don't need to be there every day. You know, you have legal representation. Let them deal with it. You have your second lieutenant or whatever. Let them deal with it. But one thing about Peter Obi was, same as Atiku and same as Tinumbu, the three leading contenders for the presidency earlier this year, 
they all agreed that fuel subsidy had to go. Now, Statesman X, can you explain to us, like a five-year-old, what fuel subsidy is? Uh, fuel subsidy basically. Okay, maybe not five, ten. No, no, no. Yeah, for anybody, um, you know, fuel subsidy basically means that the government helps to make the price of fuel cheaper yep. in Nigeria by paying a little out of everybody's bill. Um, now, the reason why you want me, yeah, that's no, that, that was that was perfect in yeah, terms yeah. of a very succinct. I'll just add a little bit of context and let you continue. I think. Um, for a lot of people who listen, who know about Nigeria, you might be thinking, wow, this country produces a lot of crude. So crude is the main product. Think of crude as, let's say, flour. Crude is flour, right? It can make many beautiful snacks, pancake, lumquats, puff puff for you that live in Nigeria, cakes. What else do you like? Any kind of, you know, we're talking... It, it, Flour gives you um, baklava. Flour gives you so many different delicacies that you might like. Um, however, Nigeria does not have a functioning refinery. Therefore, the main product that Nigeria needs to fuel its economy, to fuel its cars, its people, transportation of food from farms to door, to fuel amenities, to fuel the businesses, to fuel cargo, transportation, is petrol. Obviously, diesel as well. So yeah. let's say, let's say let's just say fuel. Now, when you don't make something, you have to export your crude to other countries to refine it for you, and then bring it back. That increases the costs in terms of think of logistics, transportation. They will charge you the cost of refining it in their respective countries, and then you import it. So essentially, you're giving them flour to get. Bread. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 compounded by, you know, I was going to add like a corruption tax, you know, that that you have ding, to, ding, you ding, know, ding, on, ding. on top of everything that is going on. You have to also now factor in the fact that it's a foreign currency that you're buying the refined, like you know, petrol mm-hmm. in, and just in a country where you have oil but you're not producing oil, it's to be expected that other things in that country are not working. So generally, the value of your currency, the value of your economy is not so high. So it costs a lot yep. to buy um, to buy the fuel. It's it's expensive, basically, bottom line, to get and the subsidy. gas or to get fuel in Nigeria. Yeah. And the subsidy makes it easier for people Nigeria. to do that. And if you think that... You're, you're, you're making it cheaper for 200 million people at the last estimated amount. They scrapped the census for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking trillions here. Yeah? So when people talk about subsidy, 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 I think people are thinking, well, if it's some sort of like kappa, if it's capping fuel prices, how much could it really be? It's huge because, like Statesman has just explained, this is the primary resource of the country. The country spends so much in trying to get those things back. And crucially, and this is a factor a lot of people don't realize, somebody's exporting and importing these things on behalf as private enterprise, contracted by the government. So ergo, the government is paying out millions and billions of naira for these particular companies to do these things. Who is checking that the figures of what the amount of fuel they bring in is the same? I heard that there's some sort of yeah. allegations of rackets where 
For example, they claim they're bringing in 200 million metric tons, whereas they bring in 100 into Nigeria, 50 goes to Togo, 50 goes to Benin, 50, you know, that you get what I'm trying to say. So there are other countries that need fuel who they're, don't they're, have... They're skimming off the, off the top. Exactly. And then the Nigerian government is paying them premium. So from a policy point no, no, of the, view... The, the fuel subsidy, like, it, it goes to the suppliers of yeah. fuel to everyday Nigerians. Like, so it's not like... When it, when I said, like, you know, the government pays a little lot of somebody, everybody's bill, it's precisely because they do just that. Yeah. It's not, this is not like an inco- a means-tested, you know, benefit or anything like that. They subsidize it at the wholesale level. Yeah. Before it gets to you. So that's why the value at the pump is more expensive for everybody. And that's where, like, it's creating such a... I guess like a general like bruhaha um for the people. I use, I use the word bruhaha in a sentence. Um but yeah <laughs> the 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 subsidy situation I think it's like it, it costs a lot of money, I guess, mm-hmm. for the government to do that. And they could use that money for other things, which is why yeah. I think as you were saying, both Pitaobi, Atiku, Tinubu now, everybody has said we need to get rid of the subsidy. Any well meaning Nigerian and it's funny because in <laughs> in 2011, and I will say this, good luck, Jonathan was not that bad, people. Because I remember when he announced in August, I think, of 2011, he gave a six-month warning saying, okay, we're going to get rid of this subsidy thing, right? Here's why he was trying to sensitize Nigerians. We needed it for infrastructure. We need it for our health. We need it for um, education because the subsidy runs into trillions, Right. And it outweighs some of the budget. Like I think um, national budget you're spending on health is two point seven, or t- in the two trillions. Um, Peter Obi said. I remember saying he said he answered in a Q and A. So if you think about the subsidy, I think the subsidy covers a number of budget areas. That's how much it is. So he was good. Um, um, good luck, Jonathan. At the time was saying, look, we're going to put in some measures. We're going to like cap prices of buses because for Nigerians, everyday Nigerians who don't have a car. Transportation is one of the biggest costs. Getting to and from to work, getting to and from to school, getting to and from from businesses, getting to and from you know places of source like suppliers to where people need to get things is a huge part of the economy. So I think at that time he was going to cap costs on travel and he was going to do a number of things. Then there was protests. I don't know, states my name. So I don't know if you remember. There was state yeah. nationwide protests with Why a lot of characters who are now. Yeah. <laughs> with, with a lot of the characters I think it was Buhari was there Fashola um, was it Fashola was Fashola there or was he still oh, governor like, all, all, of, all, all of them all these people in the NPC even David Hundain was there <laughs> yeah I remember him the whole like you know kind of the journalistic cadre were all there I remember Shore was you know obviously very loud Um, so it was this whole like, oh, how are you getting rid of subsidy? You're going to, you know, the short-term pain versus like the long-term. And Jonathan even gives time. He gives six months. He was talking about, let's put palliative measures in place. Tinubu ascended the presidency. And within an hour, there was no briefing. This And this, these are usually things that you would do, right? If yeah. you have a policy, you will brief. You have your... You know, I mean, you, get your... you could you could rip the bandaid off. You know, that's that's. I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure how I feel about. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about like you know him announcing it like that. Like yeah, the, I think that was my issue. I removing think removing the subsidies is, I guess, may probably had to be done. You no, know, it had to be done, but um, within the first forty-five minutes, and the way he said it, because 
by the by the night time, you know, we have friends, we have family in Nigeria. You could already hear that there was people queuing up. Few um, and as is the case, when the government doesn't set out its plan properly and put measures in place, fuel stations were increasing their prices. No, no, no. So, so, so that's so that's the tension. Clearly, like, and, and you were talking about Shewere and Boy and all those people. Those guys, I guess, were being opportunistic, being politicians as they are, taking advantage of something that they know to be an issue that's intractable, that they themselves don't really have a plan for. But because the opposition is power, they are using that issue as, as a hot-button issue. Fine, you, you give them that. That's, that's BS. Um, clearly, there's a power center that has to do that, that resides within the suppliers of oil in Nigeria. Um, clearly, there's a, like the, the market or the people who supply um, oil in Nigeria have a lot of power over the Nigerian economy, over the politicians. Um, you can see that tension in the efforts by some governors to clamp down on, on filling stations who increase um, their prices. Yep. So yep. that tension exists between the government and suppliers of fuel who are, you know, arguing that like, and, and it's it's okay. If, if you want us to sell this thing at the real price, quote unquote, the real price, pay us a certain amount of money and we'll sell it at this price. Now, no. the question is, how do you establish that discount? The government can leave it to be a purely market question. So let the supplier say, this is exactly how much it costs us. Or the government can intervene and say, hey, this is a public good. Or as close to a public good as a market good can come. Um, so the, the government does the same thing with power. Like they, they decide how much um, power should be. Um, government interferes in like the price of, of, of fuel to, to a large extent. Um but like in, in Nigeria, like they have to answer that question, and the government has been answering that question uh, specifically. Uh, I think another way to think about it is that Tinubu goes into his presidency day one with a lot of cash. If if they say stop paying those checks today, that's money that's as in that's cash flow without having to necessarily create some, oh, yeah. I, I, I create some law or special yeah. scheme or special yeah. assignment or apportionment. Yeah. That's money that his government has immediately if they stop paying those um, checks to do stuff or to do whatever like they want to, they want to do you as a tenable or non-tenable supporter, I leave it to you to imagine what you would do with all that money. I think that's my concern though. Where is that money going? What, where is the accountability? Where is it being set out that, Oh, we're setting up a national fund, right? Call it the national subsidy reverberation fund, whatever you want Mm. to call it. And here's how we're going to reallocate it. Reapportionment. Reapportionment, exactly, right? Here's how we're going to reapportion it to XYZ area. Here's how we're going to put it in investment. Here's how we're going to do it into education. Here's how we're going to upgrade, you know, interlink transportation. Here's how we're going to build these bridges. Here's how we're going to fix our refineries, four refineries, to make sure that fuel then becomes even cheaper. Because that's how any forward-thinking government should be thinking. If you make it so much cheaper in-house, and what happens is, if you start refining your fuel, you don't have to fly in. The cost of flying in, the cost of logistics is erased immediately. That even further reduces the cost of fuel in Nigeria. So, because you think about countries like um, UAE, for example, right? And places like this. They're not importing their fuel. and they they're able to maximize because this is a resource essentially where crude again chemistry was probably my worst science but 
I think you get you use about maybe fifteen percent of actual use. Dangote just Dangote just created one. Uh, Dangote said, "I'm stepping up, bro. Uh, that shit's not ready to. That shit's not ready to run. Uh, excuse my French, but that stuff ain't operational. Like, let's be real. Let's be so real. It got the ribbon cutting was three days before the inauguration. Come on, bro. Come on. Like that was clearly a photo op. Like I don't be, until the, I hear the you know it starts pumping out few, you know byproducts and." gasoline and fuel sure but until such time that that stuff is that was a photo up obviously it's nearly complete but do you know the tests that they have to do to make sure that a refinery is online like <laughs> i don't think it's ready you know I, I, I i'm willing to stand corrected but because i think even if if we had dangote's refinery up and going that would even allay some of the pressures on the system right now. Because you'd expect that, okay, maybe in Lagos, Ogun, and environs, the states around there, you know, people would be starting, okay, they would be able to start pushing out refined petrol, yeah, I mean, you know? Dangote is connected enough, you know, and wealthy enough to set up a refinery in Nigeria. The Nigerian government is dropping the ball significantly. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say to you is that, like, with regards to the oil refinement and processing, it's it's a gift and a curse, like you know, for Nigerian society. It's in many ways the source of great wealth and also the source of great you pain. Know, great pain. Like, yeah, I mean, the Ogoli people, man, they can't fish in their waters, and yeah. you know, even places like Wari and you know, and 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 its environs, we've seen the good and the terrible bad that that oil spillage does, and and the way that those communities are some of the poorest in Nigeria, you know, the river Rhine areas, the Niger Delta. Why was there the Niger Delta agitation? Because these people were like, you're getting 80% of the oil out of our land and we're not able to enjoy the benefits, you know, um, the economic benefits of it or education or, you know, businesses, wealth and opportunity. And I think for me, that's what worried me more about Tinobu's kind of statement wasn't really the fact that subsidy was taken away subsidy has to go we all agree that but where the palliative measures where is the thinking of the cleaner in lagos who earns twenty thousand naira a week a month and there are people like that so the challenge the question i think the what the government is trying to do uh, look at me speaking for the government but granted that the issue is at the pump station so the person selling fuel at the gas station, whose that current batch of fuel has been subsidized. it's already there. Yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that you have it there selling. Yeah, it's already been it's, subsidized. It's, it's, yeah. less, it's been subsidized. You shouldn't be increasing the price immediately. Mm-hmm. Now the market can react, but it's, it shouldn't be reacting that highly. That Agreed. 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 And that's and it's good that the government is it's cracking down in some states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cracking down in some but states. But the issue that's is, what needs to be done. that should have been forethought about before he went and blabbed. Sure. Yes. And this yes, is yes, my yes. issue with the blabbing. And Blab, also, the nature of the blabbing is concerning because he doesn't give a damn, and mm-hmm. that can be good insofar as the policies are in favor of the people. But what happens when? He can't be held to account. Like, if he doesn't, he, he did not care to even couch that statement in a way where it's like, okay, in three weeks, we're going to take away the subsidy. I came in, I found that the budget, and to be fair to him, Buhari was the one that signed the last budget. So it wasn't like Tinumbu signed 
they remove the subsidy. Technically, Buhari did, right? By not accounting for it in the next budget. So Tinubu could have even just said, look, oh, this is a situation I've met. Please start getting ready. Of course, we know human... I don't know, that, I don't know if that, that was his choice. I agree with you that they should have planned beforehand. So, like, logistically... They should have announced other... They should have had agents around ensuring that yes, fuel doesn't rise and things like that. But, but Tinubu, like, by, by announcing that you're going to do it two or three weeks, I, I think, you know, um, isn't, isn't the best way to go. So you're, you're, you're saying the rip yeah, off the yeah. band-aid was necessary. Rip, rip, rip off the band-aid. If, if you're not going to do it, the day you decide you're not going to do it, decide the time that you're going to announce that you're not going to do it. Don't announce that sometime in the future you will be doing something. Like, yeah, do it. Like, yeah, yeah, you're going to do it. Do it. There's no... If, if you want to put put things in place, do it quietly. I guess, well, I guess we're kind of used to... We're probably... But, I'm probably used to Western political tactics in that regard where there's briefings and you kind of, you almost brief to get a sense of the policy. And I guess maybe those are clients where they care more about the electorate, let's be honest. So they test these policy ideas before they actually implement them. Um, Everybody, you said, everybody wanted to do it. Everybody wanted to get rid of subsidy. Everybody who's been in politics in Nigeria has talked about how subsidy is this big, like, you know, giant whale of something. You have it right there. What are you doing with the money? Where is the money going to? Um, I think it's going to have a better consulting. I don't know about you. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know what they did in Singapore in the seventies. Those kind of situations. But anyways, um, I, I I think that the accountability and you know you kind of look around and who's gonna. Who's gonna check? You know, we're talking. We're calling for this natural, national, sorry, subsidy. Re, I like how you put it. Was it reappropriation? Reappropriation. 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 N N N S N S R F. You know, mm. give you that one for free. Um, here's an idea from from how you see things because that's a lot of money that, like you say. He could actually do a lot of good with that money. Like, if 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 that money is properly, Nigerians will feel it. In it'll be a, sh- it'll be in six months. If he probably reallocated those funds, there could be changes that people will start to feel. Um, mm. I just you know you look at it, people queuing up for fuel. You know, capitalism run wild. Fuel stations going crazy because fuel stations will argue. Here's a counter argument. Yes, we've refined this fuel already. But we only have a finite amount that we have been subsidized for. We have so many people coming in now. And the truth is that people started rushing to buy fuel. We have raised the prices, not because of the subsidy, not to make profit, but we had to do it to limit amounts because people were coming and buying too much. What do you say to that? Uh, We had to do it as a way to limit so that everybody would have more fuel. Otherwise, the amount of fuel that we budgeted. So they will say, okay, yes. No, dude, no. We, we no. budgeted 500 million cubic meters for two no. years. Because of this announcement, people have rushed and bought 300. I don't already. think... I don't think so we have to increase the price. I don't think the situation with, with fuel in Nigeria is a question of scarcity. I think there is, there is fuel. It's just how much it costs. Fuel scarcity. It's, how much, no, 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 no. it's just how much it costs to get it that's that's the problem um so every day every day 
hundreds of thousands, I think even millions of barrels of oil are coming into Nigeria. Yeah, that's correct. Don't don't worry about it. Like every fucking day, Mm -hmm. like crop work, millions of barrels of oil coming into Nigeria. There is oil. You understand? The fuel that you want for your car is there. But they are are buying this in dollars. You understand? And as the price of dollars is going up, and people who are buying it in dollars are any money in Naira because they're selling the floor to you. In Naira, yeah. Here in Nigeria. Um, and, you know, the, the, the higher the price of fuel goes, the more it costs for them to do it. They are still collecting money from you because, you know, such is life. Like, people have to get around. Um, our society basically runs on um, oil and gas, essentially. And it's a part of everyday life. Like it's it's an intractable element of society. Any society in the world. <laughs> Quick sidebar: um, the generators are going off at ten o'clock. Apparently, <laughs> even if it's a generator, you are using oil. If it's for your car, you are using yeah, yeah. Um, you are using fuel. So, like, yeah, the, the the government has to spend you know a lot of money getting the oils in Nigeria. Um, or the or the people who import it have to spend a lot of money getting the oils in Nigeria. And the government is subsidizing it for them because the government isn't getting shit together and setting up refineries that would make it cheaper because somebody is scamming somewhere. That's the choice. For any Nigerian is this thing, don't even fool yourself that rocket science is not rocket science. The choice is between sharing some money and spending money setting up something that will benefit Nigerians. So the choice that the government faces is investing in refineries that can make it cheaper for Nigerians to have fuel uh-huh. or paying some people money in the name of making it cheaper for everyday Nigerians to have fuel. Well, it's a scam. Well, well, well. I mean, elaborate, we'll see. Elaborate. I mean, you said something about some briefing afterwards. Has the government briefed further since the initial removal of the subsidy? Have they said? Yeah, no, I, 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 I think they have tried to downplay. Um, so, like, I think one one NPC station somewhere in the in the country was selling for like five hundred or something. And Which NPC is came out like, ah, no, we don't endorse this. Like, the government is like releasing statements after that to try and dampen yeah, everybody. The horse is bolted, about, though. The horse is bolted. Like, really, I get what you're like. He could have waited a week. Like really, I I just think that he could have at least just given a signal of like NMPC or behind the scenes, start putting agents out there monitoring. Okay, here's one agent. Give him twenty stations. Let them monitor these fuel stations. Ensure that these producers and suppliers know that if they increase this thing, they're due to be shot. All this, all this babysitting, right? all this babysitting done. I don't I don't think it's necessary. It's 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 a question of incentives. People need to be penalized legally. People need to face consequences. Bad business practice. In the UK, in the US, there's better business bureau in the US. There's such a thing in the UK. You should be able to report businesses for bad practices and there should be consequences. So you should not just jack up your price by 100% between today and tomorrow because somebody announced something. It's a fucking scam. Like it's it's artificial scarcity and it's like it's the jungle essentially. It's artificial scarcity created by the blabbings of a you know senior old man. Um 
And it causes like chaos in the economy where people who can take advantage of others, like that's actually what it is. Yeah, I mean, and it's really, really sad because you know, the 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 man or woman on the street, um, who just rely so much on getting around by public transport, you know, they they're having to pay. You know, I heard it was like four hundred naira. I won't name places in Lagos, people don't know, but. It was somewhere on the mainland, you know, said Costain to Ikeja or something, which for those who, you know, if you have an idea, it's not, that's like a 20 minute bus ride mm-hmm. and it's 400 naira, which could be someone's daily wage in Nigeria. Yeah. That's just absurd. And that's just not sustainable. How do you expect people to survive? Um, and I think for me, just the lack of any palliative measures. Bro, things they had everywhere. Let's nobody... Let's nobody well, I get that. I mean, yeah, that, that's the free market capitalist speaking in you. I understand that, you know. Um, the, the, the free radical libertarian. Sure enough. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, I, I believe in the free markets in the sense that, like, I believe in capitalism. I believe in the ability to create something and to create something of value and to sell that thing of value for value to somebody who values it for a valuable reason yeah at yeah. a valuable price yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no. it's everything question work of, what, yeah, what, what somebody's willing the, to pay the, the, the work the fruit of your labor so whether you're an engineer whether you're a teacher you're a mechanic whatever it is that you do you should be able to having acquired a skill you should be able to use that skill in the market to get resources now, this takes many different forms. Sometimes it might be that you found a, a huge pile of gold in your back in your in your backyard, and now you are the wealthiest person in the world. Or your parents had a lot of money and they passed it to you. Oh, Whatever yeah. it is, if you have resources, you should be able to use those resources to acquire more resources. Um, I've got that, but yeah. at some point, the government is there to serve the people. How you have to, you have to, you know, it's like in the UK now we have this cost of living crisis, and fuel prices are going up. Fuel prices, you know, at a point it was nearly two pound per liter. Two pound, it was one pound ninety, one pound eighty per liter of fuel. Yeah, so you know, it's you like, know how much, do you know how much gas is in California? What are you talking about, bro? How much is it per liter? Per liter, I think it's like four something. Yeah, but I feel like in the US you have like a lot of fuel taxation as well, which you have in the UK, which goes on top of that, you know. Um, so no, but it should be cheaper than that. I think that might be Cali. Right, right. That's California's issue. You that's, that's, a, that's a California issue. But generally, all around the US, the US has refineries, and like Nigeria, you know, and they they are able to refine some oil here, but they ex- they import a shit ton of oil. As well, do you understand? So global oil prices like affect them. Um, there's also a tension in the US. The UK. The UK there's there's also like an ideological tension in the US in the sense of like there are fights between the democratic presidents and oil and gas companies who need patents to drill or need to do stuff. And you know the US government is like, oh hey, because of X Y Z environmental concern, we were capping it at only. 3,000 refineries in the US. We don't need 3,020. Something like that. So that's the type of tension that... that, Mate, that can, we, can we have four in Nigeria? Can, can you... Can I have two? 
Yeah. At work? Can I just have two? Like, can I have two? Before we start talking about the environmental concerns, exactly. Those are those are what we call first world problems, right there. So, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I I just think who's caring about the people, like. If they want, and I think ultimately, I mean, you know, we know the answer now. Like we fought this bit before. We need a Batman. That's that's it. We need we need Batman. We need somebody, a a caped crusader, you know, jump from from the ceiling, um, you know, take somebody, dump them in jail, investigate. You know, if you're some rich billionaire, you know, um, Tim, uh, what's 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 the alternative? She has money. I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take it now. Like, if, if just that's what we need. That's the only thing that can help us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's another policy, actually. Now that we're talking about policies of it. I mean, I will say one thing. He's coming kind of four guns so you know i feel like one thing we know about tinubu um from lagos state is that he does do now whether the doings are good <laughs> or or not he does. Or well he does he's he is someone who he's not just one to talk so he will act one way or another he will act now currency being the the resident economist um What's your take on this whole forex? I have a kind of, I only care about, I only care about math when it comes to my taxes and you know my my paycheck. But there's a policy to standardize, right? So we know that Nigeria has a massive black market for, mm-hmm. um, especially dollars, right? So like, like for the listeners, let's paint this scenario: you're traveling from abroad, right, and you want to buy naira. Let's say you bring foreign currency, right? Um, or is it, yeah, let's say you bring in dollars or pounds or whatever. There's a black market where you can buy Naira, often at a lower rate than the CBN rate. Now, my understanding is that one of the policies that they brought in, this just came to mind now, I was talking about policies, he announced was that there's going to be, or the government has announced, is that there's to be a standardization of the, essentially there'll be one Naira rate, right? So there won't be like, what you see online, if you go to yeah. FX versus what you see from, you know, under the palm tree when you <laughs> when you go to the man with the Ghana must go. Um, I think the main thinking behind Tinobu's ideas, there are a couple of ideas I have I've, that have been raised is FDI. Nigeria reads to really... So in the, the glory days of like Article... Obasanjo when Nigeria was swimming in money from foreign investors. You how, know, does, how does standardizing the exchange rates? Thing? I think the I idea is that then um, kind of foreign investors can buy the Naira into the Naira and into like, again, this is where the economists, I don't know. Like wait, wait, what's, maybe, what's the idea? Like, so you, you were talking about like, you know, the parallel market and the official FX market. Yeah, yeah so standardize it. So there's one rate for the Naira. There's, there's there's never one rate of you know what I mean. So there's one CBN, there's one internal. No, no, I I hear what you're saying. There's never one rate for any currency. There is always the official rate, 
and the, I guess, like market rate or street rate. The question one, what's the gap between the two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, two, the gap is huge for the Naira. Two, what's the ease of access of mm-hmm. one versus the other? Yeah. Um, that, those, those two things interact with each other. So the ease of access affects the price. And also, like the, the, just the spread between the two. Because you clarify everything for us. One other point is there was an issue. Those who keep an eye on Nigerian aviation matters, um, not the recent Ethiopian airline that was painted to be Nigerian Air, but we'll leave that for the side. Uh, we're talking about um, Emirates had to pull out some of their slots from Mutala yeah. Mohammed, and there were issues. Because of the limitations. There were actually issues. Yeah, like the UAE government was not happy with Nigerian government. There was a reduction of slots. They stopped direct flights for a while. And a lot of people didn't realize why. What it was is to like host the airline. I'm just just very colloquial speaking. Mm-hmm. To host the airline in Nigeria and to run flights, you have to like put money down, like lots of money, essentially, like a deposit, essentially. Yeah. But then depending on the agreement, how long you've contractually agreed, if you need to re-up or whatever, you should be able to pull out your money, essentially. Yeah. Um, which is collateral. What happened from what I gathered with Emirates was like when they went back, the money wasn't there in dollars because obviously they asked them to pay in dollars. And this is where the whole currency thing comes in again because if there's such a gap, like Stacey said, between what CBN is calling the Naira versus, and there's like, I think it's like a 300 Naira gap between what you can get, which is huge on the market for $1, you know? So like when it came to those companies coming back to collect, the, obviously, there was an inflation issue. Like, yeah, I, I, and I think and like, they, they could have they, physically given them back that money. No, no, I, I think they, they could have also been, or they probably definitely also, you know, was a liquidity issue. Yeah, so yeah. the bank yeah. had the position; they had your position in theory of X million dollars. But say, okay, well, I don't want to withdraw my X million dollars. But the bank says, no, we've we've actually used that money to do because that that's what banks do. To be fair. They, they take trade money with your money. money, guys. Where you deposit your money? Your money, your yeah, money is used to work on that money. <laughs> That's why the government insists that the bank keeps a certain amount of money yeah. with them, you know, as reserves, and why there's insurance, and why you want to trust the bigger ones that have some. Yeah. So like, it's 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 all like the the banks back actually move that money around. The problem with foreign exchange in Nigeria, especially the the problem, which is which is for me the thing that turned Peter B to me. Or like I told me on Twitter, I'll be when when he spoke about this issue. Yeah. Fundamentally, we don't produce anything in Nigeria. We don't make shit. We don't make jack shit. None of the things that you use for your everyday life, or none of the things that you would like to use for your everyday life. Because if you're buying something that's manufactured by a Nigerian producer, it means they went through heaven and hell to create it, and it probably cost a lot against some esoteric Nigerian who is on some buy Nigerian shit. For the most part, what you get in your houses is all hand-me-downs from foreign markets. Even if it's not hand-me-downs, it's from a foreign market, basically. We don't produce anything here. What that means is that we have to spend a lot of money paying for things that are denominated in foreign currency. And for the Dodos, who kept saying, you know, Dodo is a form of idiot, um, mm. clinically, in Pigeon. For the Dodos who are saying, oh, why is um, Peter be talking about Pakistan and China and Korea and all these places? Dum Dums, right. he's trying to make it relatable. This is, he was trying to explain 
that he said something like, was it not 70% of like electricals in Nigeria from China or something? Like if you, look at, if, you, if you look at the kind of, you know, people talk a lot and we'll have, one day we'll talk about this whole Cold War um, mm. for Africa and kind of mm. the global South now. Yeah, and it's kind of like China and Russia mm. um, and the US, obviously, and influence and all those kind of things. But if you look at somewhere like Nigeria now, they can't even afford on wholesale. Like, if they were to bring in goods from white goods now, we're talking about white goods. When you talk about white goods, we're electrical. So, mm. let's say fridges, freezers. Nigeria loves, Nigerians love, they can have like four fridges, two freezers in their house. Like, so yeah. Nigerians love electrical. So, you mean like stuff from the West, electric goods from the West? Exactly. Nobody buys shit from the West. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, so most of the stuff, if you're buying it from like Germany, like okay, we the ones we call top quality producers, right? Your Bosch, or I want to buy a Bosch fridge. I want to (laughs) buy. A, Niger- a typical Nigerian cannot afford. No, no, like, that one, okay, no, I, I would disagree with that one because I want to see Nigerians, that. even in the US and the UK, the South Koreans, like Samsung, Sony, those people. Oh, in the UK, we get, use German, though. We use Germans. Now. Bro, I, pr- I, I guarantee you that majority oh, of the middle class people in those appliances, like those appliances, washing machine. All those things they make it in, they make it in the Far East, um, basically. But like, but like you're you're hitting the nail on the head in the sense that like we have a, lots of resources. The story of Africa, the story of Nigeria, lots of resources, but we we're not able to extract any value from those resources. Um, the the externalities that are created by having a functioning economy are ridiculous. Like it, first and foremost, like you have the macro effect, so more GDP exchange rates lower then you have like the day-to-day effects so if the more factories they are you know basically the more people who are working in people who now have like incomes the more they're able to spend in their communities if there's a factory here usually that means that like there is a woman who comes to sell yeah, um, yeah. Rice you outside of the factory next thing you know so that means she's that a business. yeah yeah like there's some drinks there next thing you know there's a mechanic somewhere next thing you know you know they fix the road and the life springs happens around like it's that's that's how like you know economists thrive it's by creating like like value then we able to like interdependence. Yeah. It's 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 you know, part parts of the US, parts of the UK once were industrialized and now became deindustrialized as a result of globalization. We never even achieved the industrialization. Okay, no, no, I understand the for Nigeria. So no, no, I think we never actually we fully achieved the we industrialization. The, well I think we're still we're still we're just getting there. Really, no, I feel we like went, we skipped industrialization and went straight to service. So yeah, what, I think what, what you have is a concentration of bankers, lawyers. And I hear like, that. Like, 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 and 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 there's very little like actual working class jobs. So working is class, class is like, it, what is it called? Like primary, pri- was it not primary, secondary, tertiary, quaternary sectors? So the the secondary sector is not there in Nigeria. Yeah, no, yeah. Working class, like day to day people who you know go to work in the store. Um, and come back home, people who drive trucks, people who drive trains, people who go on strike because they are in unions, those people whose paychecks are guarantees and that, that feed the, you know, me, me, medium class like society, in any society, I guess. Or medium class they're, like, they're there in Nigeria, but I think they're just probably, they're not, really, they should be the lifeblood of any public sector, right? And in Nigeria, 
public sector in Nigeria is like working in one ministry or working in local government. So I get your point. There's not see, that. See, the, the pyramid is inverted in Nigeria. Mm. Like, you know, is is like is or it's like an hourglass, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like shit ton of people at the bottom. Uh-huh. It's it's fairly thin at the true yeah. middle. Yeah. Then as you get up, like you know, some people people day we get plenty money, and everybody just trying to like skip that because who gives a fuck about you? What, what do you mean you want to be working class in Nigeria? Does that does that mean that you live in some place in Ikeja or that you live in some faraway place? No, I want to live in Ikoi. You understand? I want to live in Via. I want to live in Lekki. Instead of instead of making a shit about Banana Island, instead of making a shit about how my road is fixed or whatever. I want to drive a freaking SUV. You know, so instead of me giving too much about like how my country is working, I want to be able to fly out of the country um, whenever I like. I need to have two passports. My, my children need to school abroad. Me too, I speak this thing. I want to wear the best this thing. If I want to be able to go for Beyonce concerts, let me go. Now, it's, 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 forget about what's going on in Nigeria, what's going on here. I want to... I'm like, I mean, I'm not hating... Sorry, I'm not hating on Beyonce, by the way, but I just saw... Um, the Forbes rich list and um, Rihanna's a billionaire and has been for some time. Beyonce is not even half a billionaire. What's going on? Like, and I don't mean to hate on that, and I'm just saying, like, yeah, her work is not billionaire. If they call you Queen B, you would expect it to be at the top. I think Taylor Swift uh, makes more P's than her. Her work anyway, is not billionaire. Beyonce is she's good. Like, there's nothing that, no, 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 see, there's nothing in this world that Rihanna wants to do that has to do with money. That Beyonce cannot do. You understand? Know how, how, however much you Rihanna is worth, all well and good. <laughs> but did, you say, did you just say the fact that Rihanna has what you just said is basically if Beyonce wanted to have good billions, she'd have a billion. Is that what you No, that's that's not what I just said. Um I'm saying Rihanna being worth a billion mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she has access to the same amount of resources that Beyonce does. Okay. Rihanna's, so Rihanna's net worth... Power? Is this a power? No, no, not, not, just, not just power. Like, even in, let, let's say liquidity. Let's let's even say, like... Let, because Rihanna, Rihanna, I think the billionaire you know, is more billionaire liquid. Is, billionaire has to do with worth now. You, you can be a billionaire because of your... your, oh, your come on, you can be a billionaire Rihanna, because Rihanna of your stake. Rihanna is more liquid. No, no, now. see, I'm saying you can be a billionaire because of your stake in, for example, a very valuable... Makeup cosmetics company. Yeah, her business. business. Yeah, you can be a billionaire because of your stake in that company and what that company is on paper worth. Like it's it, that's that's you can, you can be a billionaire because of that math. But I'm saying, I don't think Fenty. I don't think Fenty is the soul. I think no, I no, it's, like it's not the soul. It's not the soul. But but whatever, whatever. I'm giving an example of how the the worth yeah. thing. Happens. Oh yeah, how worth yeah, yeah, is, is, is liquid? Yeah, how, how is estimated? Yeah, yeah, liquid and solid. Yeah, Beyonce and Rihanna in the same HLO. Once you get into that, like yeah, they are, they are just no, below, no. they are just below Illuminati. Like once once you get like they are, they are still like continental. You understand? Know, once you get to that yes. level, what are, what, are, what is that? A John Wick reference? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's what it is now. There is the money that is like. After like Beyonce money, after Beyonce and Rihanna and Jay Z money, there's that final money. After that, like oh, I mean Rihanna's yeah. not out here saying oh me and ASAP Rocky's money. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying. No. Oh, I, mean, I, I want to put it. <laughs> there's there's that money that like oh we were the we were the bankers of the British monarchy in the 1800s. That type of money, that that one saved day. 
like there, there's those guys in your price alone, and then mm-hmm. you know, that's the blue mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Then there's the <laughs> you're not afraid of this. Yeah. You, want to, you want to invoke yeah. the you want to invoke no, no, the real the, yes, real shadow, the shadow yes, realm. Yes, there's no read. Those words are not concerned about you because you can't even see them. Bit. Let's you just can't, you can't even see them. You, you can see DSS now. You can see Tinubu now. All these first of Kiamo, they are in Texas now. What are they doing? Oh, they are, they are all around you now. It's in. They, Wait, they don't you let that guy jog around Texas. Are you I doing? Don't are you just letting him walk on the streets on your streets? Know. You're just letting him jog on your streets. Those just people. Those lots of Nigerians in Texas. Lots of y'all. Come on, man. Nigerians like respectability politics now. We don't, we, don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to confront people. That's why I love the French. Ah! You know how many times they slap Macron this, this, in his presidency? <laughs> Revolutionary tendencies, like, they show up. Yeah, you should have been, you should have been born in France. Yeah, yeah revolution. Loved, you'd have loved it there, boy. Vive revolution. <laughs> you'd have loved it there. Any small thing, there's tire. They're burning up tires and stuff. But yeah. Um so I think it'll be interesting, you know, president's inauguration. He's done about a week now, um, or so, give or take. Um, I don't even think he's been is it up to a week? It's not. It's just when was he inaugurated? Monday. I, I, I'm just paying attention. I'm paying attention on peripherally to whatever is going on, like for like, you know, fuck 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 um blah blue. Fuck his chief of staff. Fuck his son, who are now supposed to be looking at as like first son, or people are like making all these weird ass like. Yeah. There's a lot of titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that? Because I think fuck his, his daughter her. came out right, and she's already creating her own brand, um, as well. Which is, yeah, it seems quite interesting that there's there's going to be a lot of hangers on. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole the the thing. Yeah, what look on. This thing is a whole thing of grubby. If you ever know, you know that everybody can imagine that you're a bad person I'm describing in your mind. You know them. They are grubby. You know, they want to, oh, they're always looking, ah, you give these people this thing, you not give me. Those people that are always causing trouble at your, at your mom's 50th birthday or something in, in Nigeria. You know those people. Um, so, yeah, you know, stay woke. Stay visible, keep your eyes open, and yeah, I think you know it's an interesting, interesting time in world politics, um, and um, yeah, especially in Nigerian politics. I think we'll keep an eye on things and we we'll see um see how they shake out. All right, thank Thanks you for listening. Man. See you. All. Share, mm-hmm. like, comment, and all that good stuff. Peace. <laughs>